Hello, my name is Sierra, and if you're listening to this, chances are you're interested in me talking about One Direction. Congrats, you and I are in hell. So for today's episode, I'm trying to talk about fandom racism. The whole plot got lost. I decided to just talk about it on my own, but then I thought it was more worthwhile to talk about it with other people, especially with other people of color in their fandom, since they're like five of us. So I'm getting all five of us together and we're just going to have a roundtable discussion. But not really. I'm just going to interview people separately. So my first guest, who's been a fan since 2011, left the fandom for like little bits of time, like a normal person. But she's kept up with them the entire time. Hmm. <laughs> she's an OT5 fan, a reluctant big Larry, but not really a Larry. She's loved and hated on both sides of the aisle. And Niall's future wife, Seed. Hi, Seed. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, you know. We're both together. Yeah. Quarantine. You know all that. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess my first question would be the obvious. Have you experienced racism in the fandom? Yes. Duh. But, <laughs> um, care to, like, talk about that? I guess go into, like, a little bit of story? Huh. I mean... It's kind of like, it's, it's weird to try and pinpoint certain instances that were directed specifically at me because it's, it's usually bigger than me on, you know, a much larger scale. Um, and a lot of times when, when we try to talk about some of these things, it's, it gets really weird because if I'm talking to you, it's like no problem. But when I'm trying to talk about certain things on my blog, Obviously, anybody can say anything because my ass box is always open and anonymous is pretty much always on unless I get super sick of it and then it's closed for like two hours. But for the most part, anybody can say, you know, whatever they want. And so there's a lot of people trying to, um, like, I don't know, like mince your words and try to like put words into your mouth when you try to talk about your own experiences and make them into their experience. Like I will be talking about something that happens to me and somebody will take it who may or may not be a person of color. And they're usually not like, if they ask to begin with as a blank person, you know that they're not that person. That's facts. Like, you know, that's, that's just how it is. So um, I don't remember like exactly what made me post this. And this was maybe like a year or so ago. But I was watching, I don't know, it, it was one of the boys' videos, and I made the mistake of, like, going into the comment section on YouTube, and I don't even know, like, why they were talking about this on a One Direction video, but it was, like, um, like arranged marriages in South Asian cultures. So, yeah, right? Is it, like, with a Zane interview? Yeah. Was it without a Zane interview? It, it, it had Zane in it. Um, okay. And obviously, people were talking about his sister, who, like, had a baby and then oh, got married. This is recent. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the video was not recent, but, you know, everything else was. Yeah. So they were talking about how she was probably forced by her parents to get married, even though these people have no idea, you know, what their family dynamic is like. Um. But they were they were still talking about it as if they know everything, and they were like so sure that I don't even know her sister's his sister's name. Like Safiya is the one who got married. I don't know because that's how much I keep up with them. 
but they were talking about how, you know, she was being punished for having a baby at 17 or whatnot, and that she for sure had to be forced because that's how, that's how Zane's culture is, and that's how his religion is, and I was like, like, I made a post about it in my blog, just like a tag post talking about how backwards that is, because yeah, like, arranged marriages do exist, but that's not that's becoming less and less of a norm. And even the arranged marriages that do happen in Pakistan, like where I come from, like my parents had an arranged marriage, but it wasn't a forced one. Like they were both willing to do it. And, you know, people have conversations and they get to know each other, especially now with how much things have changed. And so like, I was just talking about my own experience and my family and things that I've seen. And I was like, like, you shouldn't be talking badly about all arranged marriages because they're not all toxic and not everybody is forced to marry a person. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many Anons I had telling me that I shouldn't be defending arranged marriages because they like box people into relationships that they don't want to be in. And I was like, oh, that's not what I was talking about because, you know, like I was talking about where I come from. And what I have seen and my parents and my uncles and my, like everybody in my family who had an arranged marriage, who is having a pretty healthy married life and they're pretty content and pretty happy. And it's like, and this was coming from white people. Like, you know, this was coming from white people because they're like, oh, as a person of this and that, and I live here and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, our experiences are not the same. And me talking about, you know, what happened to me and people I've seen and you like shitting on a whole religion for some reason, like arranged marriages are not, a, they're not exclusive to Islam. And it's not like it's Zane's culture and religion that like forced his parents to like wet off his, like whatever they were saying. Yeah. So taking something that I was talking about from my end and generalizing it to whatever they had or had not experienced and turning my words into something that they weren't was like, like not at all where I was going. Like I know forced marriages exist and child marriages exist, but that's not a thing exclusive to South America. Like that happens in the U S that happens in South America that happens in Europe. Like that happens across the globe, but they don't, think of it that way and that's just one example of many where they take something that happens to you or something that you feel and something you talk about and they just turn it on its head to make you look stupid and make it seem like you're advocating something that you're not you know oh definitely like it's kind of crazy because like this would be the same people who have friends or family members or even themselves they'll watch stuff like What's that one show? 90 Day Fiance or some shit like that. Or they'll watch right. Married at First Sight or Love is Blind even. Like, like they're the same the Bachelor or whatever. Where it's like, oh, you're you're kind of just jumping into this relationship with no like prior knowledge on who they are. And you're just gonna have to make it work. And it's good TV for it's these good people. TV. It's I mean, good entertainment. But it's the same thing. Like, like you it's can't concept. announce it when it happens to regular, regular people, but like love it when it happens with people on tv you know and like what got me about this in particular was 
And it's, it's not new. It's not like it's the first thing that happened. But the way that they were talking about Safia as if they know for sure that she was forced into this marriage, like, we, we don't know. I feel like Zayn is the one member whose family we really do not know anything about. Like, even Niall and Liam we know a little bit about. Like, what's what's her name? Niall's, like, brother's ex. That's um, Wait, they broke up? I think so. Are they separated? I didn't, I didn't know that. I just thought I, he just wasn't around. I, I, I could be wrong, but I've, like, never really seen them together, and I've, I've heard other people say that they are separated. I don't know. Damn. But she posts a lot of like her son yeah so like people see that and Liam's sisters also talk about you know sometimes they mention Zayn and other boys so people know a little bit about them but Zayn's family is kind of like very much removed from at least on my end like what I've seen they're pretty far off from as as they should be and good for them so it's just weird to see people talk about them as if they know what's going on and I was like, you, and then to make it a whole thing about their race and religion, like you really. And the craziest part is don't make it about one of their races, make it about both. And his mom white, his mom is a white woman. Right. And it's, see, as, as traditional as Zane's family is, because they are like, they, they wear like traditional Daisy clothes all the time. And like they celebrate Eve and like all of that as traditional as they are they're also very very whitewashed yeah they they have very much assimilated into the white culture because their mother is white so you can't you know what i mean like you can't yeah. say that she's forced into this marriage because of her race and her religion and when it's really not that like like it is truly not that so like if i a fully brown woman from pakistan and muslim am not being forced to marry a man I doubt that Safia, who lives in England, born and raised, more than half white, would be forced. You know? Like, it just, it doesn't click. No, that's true. Like, related but not related, but kind of related. Like, (laughs) it's like tangentially related. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's this one recent article from Rolling Stone magazine about, like, the existence of fans of color, specifically Black fans. And the the one thing that I noticed in that a good 60 to like 70% of the the people that they they have in that article are mixed. Like, because it's kind of different. Because like with Black people, it's it's very much a a visibility thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call Halsey Black. (laughs) No, no, I know what you mean. And she doesn't doesn't claim being Black. Yeah. So like, like, I consider her like a mixed woman. Right. Because yeah, she so like, is. and her experiences being a mixed woman is very different than someone who's like fully black. Same thing with like the fans in these in this article. Like they're talking about like how growing up with like one side of their family, they did this. Like someone, I hope I'm remembering this right. But someone was talking about how she grew up mostly with her white side of the family. Like her black side had little to no connection with her, so she's like always been in tune with like white culture and like white artists and stuff like that so like when she joined a fandom she was automatically like assumed black like they like did not take her experiences at all and they were just like well you're a black person in this fandom we're gonna talk over you all the time like that kind of stuff so like and i read that i think i i think i read the article you're talking about yeah 
Like that's just, and that's just like one example. But like I think it's like funny. Like not trying to sound like a a, a race scientist. I'm really not. But like the experiences of like people who are fully one race and people who are mixed are very different and very very like relative to like how they're raised but like in in fandom you kind of get like lumped in with everybody else it's kind of crazy because like y'all may not have the same experiences at all but right you know that see the only time i saw people taking zane's word as like the gospel was that one i think it was gq it was a print interview um where there was like a small section about him like not being a Muslim anymore, which is not exactly what he said. He, like, I'm I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said, but the gist of it was his relationship with God is his only, um, and he, and that's it. Like, he's not trying to be anything for anybody else. Yeah. So whether he practices or like to what extent he practices, that's his own business. And the minute that article came out, I saw so many people saying, oh, Zayn is like divorcing himself from Islam and he's not a Muslim anymore because he said so. And I was like, there are so many things that the boys say, especially in print articles that people brush aside because, oh, they were forced to say this or because like this and that. But the second he kind of distances himself from his religion, which is to an extent like for the general public and like on a larger scale associated to a very specific race, even though Islam is not a race, it's linked to a specific race most of the time. And because he said he kind of distanced himself a little bit from it, immediately everybody was like, oh, he's leaving Islam. And he's like cutting ties from that side of him. And it's like, that's that's really not what he was doing. But people took it to mean that way and spun it in a way that fit their image of what they want him to be. Because if he's not Muslim, then he's kind of cutting off the Pakistani DC side of him and only like claiming, I guess, the white part, which is you, you can't do that, especially with religion. Like it's not tied to race. Yeah. It's, it's a completely separate thing. But that's how a lot of people took it. And I was like, well, I mean, you're wrong, but okay. Like, I feel in my unqualified opinion, <laughs> like, I feel like it also has a lot to do with, like, the, the reputation that he has out and in the band, like, especially especially with fans, like, how he's, like, like, no offense to his fans, like, his, like, solo fans, but uh-huh. they love to take this idea of Zane the brown dude, Zane the Muslim dude, Zane the the most culturally di- diverse dude and I feel like you know with, with taking away one of those identities how they put it it was just kind of like oh well I mean what can we do with this now like, like yeah, that's not without, what happened. without his Desi side and without his Muslim side he's just a white dude he's just a white British dude you know yeah and that's what some people want him to be especially after that I mean, I don't delve into the solos inside, um, just because they kind of scare me. Um, like, no offense to them, <laughs> but they kind of scare me. But when that article came out, and this was like two years ago, I think, people were talking about it, solo Zane or not, everybody was talking about it because it was kind of big news, you know, related to him. Yeah. And 
we hardly get anything from him. So everybody was talking about it. And it, it seemed that a good number of people are more comfortable with him kind of denouncing those parts of him that make him like that whole rounded individual because they're more comfortable with him, like not fully being Muslim or not really being Desi, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I- it's easier to relate to him if he is not openly and fully embracing those things. And then I say, I think the same could be for like the opposite. Like people would reject him because he doesn't claim those sides. If that makes sense, you know, like. No, it definitely makes sense because I, and that was the flip side of it. Like a lot of people saying, oh, I don't like the fact that he would say this about his religion or about Islam. And it's, he didn't even say anything bad. He was like, what I feel and how I connect with God is between me and God. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because like, if you know anything about Islam, that is what Islam is. Like first and foremost, your relationship with God is your own. You're not, you know, like it's not, how do I say this? Like you're not inviting a third party into whatever you feel for God. And for him to say that, it wasn't like a radical thing to say. It's, you know, that's how I feel too. Like, and that's how most people I know feel like, like if you want to talk about, for example, hijab, I wear it, but that doesn't necessarily make me any more religious than someone who doesn't wear it, you know, because faith isn't really about physical expression and like the things that you do. It's, it's what you feel. And none of us know how he feels. He just said, yeah, this is between me and God. And that's all we know. But people were still rejecting him based on the idea that he like dared say he's not whatever, you know? Yeah, no, that's facts. I don't know how to articulate it more than that. Well, no, I get that. No, it makes complete sense. Because, like, I, I, that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I feel like, like, I guess people forget that, like, faith is a personal thing. Like, wh- whatever someone wants to believe or however someone changes their view on their religion, or if they decide to not even practice a religion because they'd rather have that, like, one-to-one connection rather than, like, mm-hmm. involve an institution. That's right. fine, you know? Like... Again, it's like between you and the person you believe in. Right. And that's, that's literally all he said about the religious aspect. But it like snowballed into this big thing about that involved race and religion. And I was like, that's really not like, he was not trying to go there. But you all went and made it anyway. And it's, I feel like a lot of people make things about race when they're not about race. And when they are they shy away from it you know you know yeah listen i know all too well (laughs) i know all too well like especially recently it's i mean i don't have to explain anything to you because like you experience it firsthand but it's just everything that's happening right now especially like politically and just so everything comes down to race especially in the u.s i mean you and i live here so that's what we know most of everything comes down to race, whether it's poverty, whether it's education, whether it's housing, like regardless of what it is, it comes down to race. That's and true. it's no different in fandom. No, that's it really is no true. different. Because it's like, like I, I would say like, especially with like, I like to call it the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement because the movement yeah. hadn't gone away. Like it didn't just yeah. like fall off and then come back. Like it, it's, this has been a thing since like 2012. So mm-hmm. like, I like to call it, it's like, I guess it's second wave. It is. I mean, it's it's, it's sad, (laughs) but it is because you're right, it didn't go away and it's been happening for a long time. It just wasn't getting as much coverage as it got over the summer. And it's not getting coverage now, but it's still like happening. Especially like now, 
like I don't know where this energy was in 2014. I was, <laughs> I was in the pits, in the trenches, fighting literally everyone and anything that I could about, like, I'm talking about in real life. Like, this is not really fandom, but, like, in real life. Like, the um, protests in Ferguson happened, like, the summer of my freshman year in high school. And then going to this, like, mostly white Catholic school and then having to, like, face the fact that, like, people in my town, like, I had it good when I went to, like, a super diverse school because it was the complete opposite happening now. And, like, I'm fighting my one teacher over the fact that, like, white people can't be racist since they created the system. Like, I didn't know how to articulate those words back then. Right. Like, I, I still, like, it was, it was the same sentiments happening. Like, we, knew, we knew what we felt, but we didn't know how to articulate it to other people. Yeah. Because you were so young. Yeah. And then... Uh, instances where like kids will like scream the n-word in lunch and then like you're screaming this word group of white boys and like you right next to like a group of black people and like oh oh, sorry what dude like (laughs) that like I wish the energy that people have now where they're like rah rah we care for black people where was that when I needed it and I know that sounds so like I don't it sounds kind of weird but I'm not trying to like invalidate my own feelings because that's just how I feel no no and you're you're I mean that must have been traumatic to go through I personally have blocked out most of my high school experience um and that's when Ferguson happened I was it was like 2014 so I was sophomore no junior ew you're old (laughs) I know I'm old (laughs) I was a junior in high school and I mean, junior especially for me was tough as hell. Um, and it was, again, shocking. It was race-related. The number of times I broke down in my English class just, like, in tears because my classmates were being so, like, fucking horrible. Like, like th- these are people that you go to school with and you think yeah. because they're, like, your, your age, they're like-minded people and they think of you as your own. And even if you're not close, they still, like see you as a person and like they respect you as a person but 2014 I was like 16 and my classmates very like not subtly called me a terrorist and like called me said that I was like advocating for and supporting terrorism in fucking English class what right and that's a whole different story I can tell you about but it's like though that was what was happening with me in my junior year so that's like where I was mentally and so I have blocked out a good chunk of my high school experience because it's just like you know it's just it's horrible but I feel like compare that to today one thing that's really different is the use of social media like most of us if at all we were on social media we weren't really doing any of this a lot of this was not happening on social media the way it is now with like Twitter and Instagram and like like going live at any moment and like showing people in real time what is happening. A lot of the documentation of protests that happened over the summer wasn't happening the way it happens now. Yeah. You know? Well, I get that. And a lot of us have a voice now that we didn't back then. And the people who were very vocal about everything that was happening then, like people in the front lines back then, didn't have access to everything that people have access to today. And not that that's an excuse because, you know, they still had social media. It was only 2014. It wasn't like 1990. That's true. They, they still had a lot of avenues to talk about things. But I feel like 
and it, it's sad to say it, but it's like, it wasn't really, I feel like a lot of people didn't know how to channel what they wanted into everything that they had access to. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So like, it's like, you look back and you're like, why didn't people do more when they could have? And it's like, it, it also wasn't like very socially acceptable. I see. Like, oh boy. You know, like yeah. now everybody expects, especially when it comes to white people, we, we expect them to speak out and we encourage them. And like, when they don't, they hear it, yeah. they feel the backlash, but that wasn't the case back then. Like yeah. if a white person didn't say anything, it's whatever. Nobody cared. People moved on, but now people remember. And if you want to bring it back to fandom, I think that's a good segue. Just look at the protests that happened this summer in our fandom and outside of it, but because we're talking about One Direction, um, because my blog, I mean, I am OT5, but um, <laughs> most people, I feel like, follow me for Harry and Louis, so let's just talk about those two. When the protests were, like, at their peak, people were waiting for Harry and Louis to tweet before they said anything on their social medias. Like, how fucked up is it that you're t- waiting for two white men to talk about racism before you denounce it? Two so- British. Well, let's make that clear. We're British. Colonizers. You're waiting for two colonizers to say that racism is bad before you can say it. That's true. On your fan-run blogs, on your fan-run Instagram accounts, you're waiting for two of them to talk about it before you can. No, because, like, relating, like, what I was saying before and then now, like, Mm -hmm. in 2014, like, a lot. Not only was I going through the pits, the trenches with like dealing with like real life racism like like fandom racism got revealed to me in like the worst way possible like in may was it may yeah may 2014 when louis said the n-word bro that was like during the time where i was like wait hold on i'm black <laughs> like that was like that was like the the moment that it clicked for me like in real life and then that happening and then it's like oh, like, okay, this video got leaked to them being fools. Let me watch it. You watch it, you watch it. And then all of a sudden you like, did I hear that right? He, did he just say it's green, nig? And then you're like, I'm just hearing shit. Let me just, let me just look on the, on the socials. So then you go on Tumblr and then you're just like, all of a sudden, it's not even like, oh, like sympathizing with, the four black people that you know is not any of that it's he didn't say it he didn't say it. he would never absolutely not blah, 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 blah. and then you're like well if people are making this much of a ruckus maybe he did say it and right right like like why would you be up in arms like that it's like people, people are really people talking about it like the obsession with the idea of not being racist versus actually not being racist. Like you're not really concerned about the racism and the consequences of said racism, intentional or not. You are more concerned about just being called and being perceived as racist. Exactly. Which is like such a hard thing to tackle because when people don't acknowledge the fact that they are being racist and their actions are actually harmful, you're not getting anywhere. Like you can call them racist all you want, but you're not getting anywhere because they won't acknowledge that they are doing something harmful. 
No, for real. Which is like, what happened for the Louis video. Like, people are so adamant that he didn't, like, nothing's going to happen. The thing that's admit- crazy to me about that whole thing is that people will be like, oh, we we just not hearing things right. You guys just decide to hear anything you want because you don't like him or whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, um, the thing was, I, was a, I was, like, a really big fan of him at the time. And I heard it. Me. I right. heard it. I'm sorry. Like, I've been here a long ass time and I'm still here. I'm still a fan of him, but I can also like confidently say that, yeah, he said the word. Yeah. Like, like me saying he didn't say it doesn't mean he didn't say it. That's so true. Me and denying like, the facts doesn't change the facts. It doesn't. And like, the thing was, like, it was like between like vehement denial, he didn't say it. And then it was like the right? That's thing. the thing. Yeah, it was like, deny it. Deny, denial. And then, like, you saw some people, like, try to, like, change the narrative. Oh, he didn't say this. He said this instead. It's, like, I, See? <laughs> I'm going to be pretty frank with you. There's, there, was, there were a bunch of people saying, oh, he was trying to say nig nog. And if you use Twitter, if you are a Black person <laughs> or if you know Black people, who used I don't mean to laugh, but that's <laughs> it's funny to me that people think that that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a black person that uses Twitter, you have said nig knock to somebody before. You've absolutely said nig knock to somebody before. So like, and then the thing was like, people, because this is something that I think only, not only this fandom, but stands love to do. They love to act like, Urban Dictionary is the dictionary. It's not Webster's. It's not, it's not dictionary.com. It's just user-submitted definitions of things. So then someone was just like, this is like a couple years later, like, like a month or two ago, I decided to just look up the word nignog because, <laughs> because Black people on Twitter love using that word. Like, it, it's... It's a slur, bro. It, it's it's just another way of saying the N-word. And the fact that, like, there are people who said, oh, it's just a Yorkshire thing. They just use it as a way to call someone stupid. Like, that's the same mindset to me as someone saying A isn't as bad as hard R because A is used to mean a person who's ignorant or dumb. Bro, where do you think that came from? White people calling black pronunciations, people black. pronunciations don't change the, the meaning of a word. Yeah. Or like common, unless they're talking in Arabic, because that's but that's that's a whole different situation. But that's not what's happening here. Right. Connotation doesn't change the history. Just because it is used now a silly person or a foolish person doesn't mean that it didn't come from a slur. That's what people don't understand. Like sh- and who do you think changed the meaning? It wasn't black people. It wasn't black people who were like, you can call me this variation of this word and it's okay. Exactly. Like, like there wasn't a, a meeting where <laughs> the racists met <laughs> black people and they're just like, well, I mean, we want to keep using this word, but we don't like the fact that it's, it's, it's real racist. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll just do this variation instead. And it down for you. this person, like, you know, what? pick up a history book. I beg pick up a history book mm. like that was hap- like that was something that people legitimately said and like when i tell you it turned me off from him like that like 
as soon as I like saw like that making rounds, I was just like, fuck this dude. Fuck everyone who likes him. Like, this is some bullshit. Like, y'all really- That's one thing I've seen. Like, not just specific to One Direction, but just in general, like, you'll see a celebrity do something questionable, right? And fans who are hurt or offended will eventually get over it because everybody does stupid, shitty things. And they're like, like, I can't be mad at this person forever. And they try to move on from the thing that that person did. But what really turns them on is- people defending them for absolutely no reason. It's not just that one person doing one shitty thing. It's like an echo chamber of people defending the shitty thing with equally shitty arguments. Exactly. Like for what? For what? Louis didn't say that he didn't say the thing. He wasn't like, oh, I was saying this. I wasn't saying that. Like, did he do that? No. And I guess the the fact of silence, like speaking so much, like it was the way that things are like reframing the argument in ways that are just like oh these fans are just mad that they were smoking weed like yeah there definitely were fans that were mad about that but let's not kid ourselves majority of the fans were mad that this dude possibly said a slur right and the fact that that was the angle that news media were going with that's the angle that most fans were going with like and then it's you it make me it made me feel like dumb i'm like wait do y'all play me for a fool it's like am i nothing but a dumbass in your eyes like what's up with that right because who do you think is writing the news articles who do you think is spinning the narrative exactly white people what does the majority of this fandom look like white people like this whole band everything about it everything about the fandom experience is catered from white people to white people like people of color are an afterthought if a thought at all it's and it's not like it stopped with the band it continues on into their solo careers like and it's i feel like it's more prominent on their own because there's not that safety net of the band yeah them doing things for the sake of the band because to some extent they have more leeway to decide things that they want to do or things that they don't want to do And there's no, like, for example, the weed video. It was Zane and Louie, and they both were under fire for different reasons, but it was kind of like a collective thing. It was always Zane and Louie. But now, if it were to come out, it would not be Zane and Louie. It would just be Louie. Yeah. And, like, you see that with different things. I was going to start comparing it to, like, then versus now. Like, you know, people just, like, madly denying that their faith could possibly be racist even though he's already racist like i i hate to tell y'all if y'all didn't know you need a primer on racist and racism 101 all white people are racist because y'all benefit from the creation of racism i i, I hate to be the one to break it to you. i'm so you know, sorry i don't i'm not gonna apologize for saying that because every white person that i've come across and it's not even like a controversial opinion at this point i don't think it should be that all white people are racist simply because they benefit from it. Even if they're not like actively being racist, they are socialized to think a certain way. Everybody is. And they're even if you're with racist beliefs. So yeah, like you're growing up with these ideas, you're going to be racist. Like, you have to be anti-racist. And like even if you're actively unlearning, you still have to like recognize. <laughs> yeah. You can't <laughs> unlearn something <laughs> unless you recognize that there is something to unlearn. Right. And a whole big process of unlearning is realizing that every little thing that you do is impacted by your race. So like that's just one that's just a big step in like, 
that's the first step in realizing that like shit i gotta be anti-racist is acknowledging the fact that you're gonna be racist whether you like it or not and it's like you know, like no, when I'm not saying like, about these things, names and shit like that. I'm just saying that, like, no, it's it's not personal. Like when I talk about these things, for the most part, it is not personal. Like I'm not targeting specific fans because I have definitely had some tough conversations with people in this fandom, and I don't think they're like bad people because, like, I don't think they're bad people. It's just they have a lot of unlearning and learning to do because of the way that they were raised. And I know whenever I talk about like societal problems, I always say it comes down to capitalism. And yes, but right after capitalism is racism. Like regardless of what issue you want to tackle, it comes down to racism. Capitalism is evil. Capitalism is, is evil. And then you have racism after that. And like everything, all the problems in the world thrive because of capitalism and racism. And capitalism allowed for racism. Exactly. Like, you get rid of capitalism, you can dismantle racism. And once you get rid of racism, you can solve pretty much any inequality and injustice we have. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, back to the fandom. Um, <laughs> just on a smaller scale, what was I going to say? It was, oh, I was talking about Harry. Right. Was I talking about Harry? I was. Yeah, I was you were. Harry. I was getting to that. Mm-hmm. Like, then versus now where it's like it's like oh harry is the activist because he was out there protesting with the people and this that and the third and other stuff where it's like y'all can't even confront like the regular racism that happened like the stuff that happens like with him he's done some pretty racist shit too i like pretty race because i feel like ugh, we gotta like start just like it goes back to the idea of, I mean, he's, it's, it's not like a comparing game. I know that. Yeah. But it goes, the things that he has done that are like, quote unquote, problematic in the past, it goes back to the idea of accountability. Nobody really cared back then that people were doing these things because it was just like, oh, it's, it's normal and it's funny and it's for like clickbait and et cetera, et cetera. That's not the case anymore. And we, and it's good that that's not the case anymore. Um, but back to what you were saying about him, like, like people like touting him as this activist because he was at, you know, this protest and that protest, the activist thing started way back, like much earlier than this summer. And like, I've been saying this for a long time. And I know I think you have too. that he is not an activist. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> he like, blank, he is not an activist by any means, because when has he ever like, apart from the Black Lives Matter post, which was, in my opinion, the bare minimum, like, it's good that it came from him. And it, you know, it was a good thing that he did. But he didn't say anything outstanding. He just kind of, you know, what everybody was saying and what he should have been saying. Yeah. But when has he ever been clear in his political standing? Apart from saying, this is fundamental, this is equality, this is this and that. Like, when you're an activist, you don't shy away from people knowing what you think and what you believe and what you stand for. I don't want to sound biased, but I'm about to sound biased real quick. Is that cool? Yep, that's <laughs> fine. It's, yeah. He's, like, out of all the boys, he's, like, the one who, like, talks his shit, you know? Like, he was the only one that signed the Black Music Collective, which I thought was pretty cool, because, like... Didn't Niall do that, too? Did he do that? I thought he just signed something else. I could be wrong. I don't keep up with a lot of this stuff. But maybe he was the only one. 
Maybe. Like I'm, I'm not by any means saying he's a bad, I mean, I, if I thought he was a bad person, I would not be here. You know, I think his redeeming quality is that what he says does match with his actions. Like he recognizes that he is an incredibly privileged white man in the world. Sorry to interrupt you. No, say that again. He did sign it. Niall? Yeah. Oh, good for him. You know, there's a, there, there's a reason I like Niall. Um, but never mind. He signed something else. It does have something to do with anti-racism in the music. Okay. Good for him. Um, what was I saying? Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Um, like, oh shit. Mm. Like, like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so uh-huh. sorry. No, it's okay. It's 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 nothing like profound. It's just the things that Harry says or doesn't say do show in his actions. Um most of the time which can't always be said for everybody else yeah you know like you'll see these grand statements from other celebrities which on paper look real nice but then you look at their actual actions and it's like you're kind of contradicting yourself like what's happening with the chris dude um mark ruffalo coming to his defense chris Pratt. yeah like mark ruffalo has been like I think, from what I've seen, he's been, like, very, like, pro-Indigenous rights, and he's, like, has been an ally to the queer community. But then you see him defending somebody like Chris Pratt, who goes to a church who is, like, openly homophobic, and he could potentially also be a Trump supporter. And it's like, okay, good that you were showing support for these marginalized communities, but then in practicality, you are defending somebody who is empathetical to everything that you were standing for you know yeah and harry's redeeming quality is that he doesn't do that so i guess in a way it's yeah like it's a plus that everything we we know about him comes through through the things that he does rather than the words that he says but the point of oh i i know what i was saying Um, the whole activist thing like when you think of an activist it's somebody who is outspoken about like what they believe and where they stand and like what vision they have for the world like they're they're pretty you know outspoken and Harry is not that like he keeps his opinions to himself um he does good things and he like shows support for different causes but not to go back to that one interview but like he said that he isn't looking to I guess he's looking for like a cause to back up but he hasn't like he's not trying to be the face of say Black Lives Matter when he talked about the London thing yeah Um, which is the only thing I agreed with him on like like why should somebody like him be the voice of an organization made for and by Black people that's true like, you know? it kind of, that kind of reminds me of like the history of like harry the activist is it's it's a long one like there yeah it one. is a long one it kind of bugs me but yeah so like i remember like when sign of the times first came out and like interviewers were like trying to like like what is it about blah 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 blah, blah. and like he wouldn't give like a direct answer and i remember this one interview about like how it's about like not anything you want it to be, but like how the state of the world is also a, a factor in its meaning. And like the interviewer said, oh, so things like the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter and like all these kind of stuff. And like he just didn't outright like say, yeah, yeah, it's about that. He's just 
sort of kind of a grain because it's like based off interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like and I remember people saying, why is he speaking about Black Lives Matter? He can't speak about Black Lives Matter because he's not Black, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what y'all talking about? <laughs> and then I, like, I read the interview and I'm like, what y'all talking about? He did not, right? you're putting the interviewer's words in his mouth. Like he said, it's like whatever you want it to mean. So if you, if you want it to be about like the state of the world and specifically these movements there, that's your interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. And he has his interpretation of it or like other interpretations can also be true. Like it wasn't necessarily right. about that. And like, that's like the first instance I remember of people like tacking on the activism role on him and like getting mad because he doesn't say something right which is weird because like he didn't say anything at all it is so weird to me because you know you go ahead no it's cool (laughs) it's i was gonna bring up the israel and Palestine thing i cannot tell and this has been going on for a long time i can't tell you how many asks i get frequently asking me what i think of harry being a zionist even though at this point I've answered it more than once and I've said more than once that I'm not going to talk about this anymore because I've talked about it multiple times. I still get asked about him being a Zionist. I don't think he's a Zionist because I don't think people understand what Zionism is. Like, and the examples, I think the one thing he has really standing against him, and I don't deny it because I think it's stupid to try and deny things that everybody knows happened, the flag of Israel hammer on tour that he took from a fan and waved it. That was fucked up. I don't know why he did. I mean, I know why he did it. He was hanging out with Ben Winston, who actually is a Zionist. And I'm recusing myself from this conversation. I have no opinion. It's fine. It's, I don't have too many opinions. I mean, I do, but I've said all of them already. And it's, it's the activist thing, just to make my point, because like that one thing is definitely like, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, um, I'm completely blanking. It, it was wrong on his part to do that. And I don't know why he did it. I'm not going to justify it. But just one act of somebody fucking up isn't, you know, equivalent of them being this or that. And everything else that you see from him, like one example I saw of him being a Zionist was like a a fan from Israel being like, hey, Harry, like you should come and perform in Israel. Everybody loves you. And him saying, yeah, I would love to. Like, what do you want him to say? What do you want him to say to a question like that? Like, no, fuck you and fuck your country. I'm never coming. Like me, I might do that, but he can't because he is whatever, whatever. You get the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I get it. And it's like, because people have painted him to be this like all-knowing woke king whatever like i hate that so much so it's like anytime he does anything that's like slightly questionable it taints his entire character yeah and it's like you because there's no middle ground for him to exist just as a person he's either all right all the time or he's either just the devil incarnate and i i hate both sides of it because he's like he's a white man that's what he is and I was going to say, like, my, my favorite type of white people are the people that just shut up and open their purses. Like, that, that, Wait. that's the shit that I like. You know, that's like, what you I, should do. That's what you should do. Like, you have caused enough problems as is. Just shut the hell up and give money. That's it. And then I also hate when, um, 
I like I hate the fact that like people kind of use the whole I'm not trying to champion for things against him not because like I think it's like right per se but because it's 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 essentially true like you really I think that's like the pitfalls of like stan culture is that like you can't really just ask for some white person divorced from regular people to speak up about something and then when they do it wrong you get mad like what did you expect of course they're gonna get it wrong they just they don't know especially like a white famous person like i i would rather him just shut up and support other people rather than him just like try to speak which is what he like if you read the rest of it that's what he was getting at that he you know he didn't at first pick up the flags and stuff because he didn't think it was his place to do it but then when he thought more about it you know it was more about just giving a platform instead of being the platform for those voices and him saying that he doesn't really have a cause to back up or whatever he said I think that's just a testament to his privilege not to his like inability to care or the fact that he it's it's just a testament to his privilege like he doesn't he doesn't need to care about these things because they don't affect him, but he does care in the sense that he wants to lift people up, but not speak for them, which is what he should do. Like, like if he's talking about, say, something that's happening in Pakistan, I wouldn't want him to become the voice of those people because he's not those people. Right. And the same thing applies to Black Lives Matter. Like, if he's supporting Black Lives Matter, he should just give them a platform to, like, get their message out and not speak to them because... Like, what does he know about being a Black person in the world? Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. And, like, that's, like, the craziest part about, like, the whole, like, resurgence thing is that, like, because we were talking about this earlier about, like, how we believe just because someone is in our age range, more or less, that they are all like-minded people. That so- was such a rude awakening for me. <laughs> And I think the same thing is true for celebrities. Like, the majority of celebrities are in their mid to late 20s. Like, I mean, I'm 20, you're 22. Like, we're not exactly, like, their peer, but Mm -hmm. they're in our, like, we're we're in the same demographic. Yeah. So, like, because they're in this age where we're all hyper online, they're they're young, they understand like the ins and outs of things and all that kind of stuff. So people just like expect them to speak up talking about, oh, repost this card, sign this petition, like do all this kind of stuff. Like, and then the thing is they do that and then what? Like, (laughs) I hate to say it, but like reading cards and signing change.org petitions are empty as hell. Especially when most of like most of these petitions like I can speak for like the whole I remember the the Lebanon one and now like the Nigeria one they're act they're asking some people are asking for sanctions and some people are asking for recolonization in these change.org petitions essentially which is so far from what they actually need which is just support like cards and change.org money give them money like, give them something they need. Like, resources. Like, that money for resources. Actual resources. Give they them have- food. Give them places to live. Give them shelter. Like, things that are actually physically going to help them. And it's, and that's one thing I hated about 
this whole summer, like, yeah, petitions did some good, but most of them didn't because they're just links. Nobody really cares about them. The only things that were cared about were the more high-profile cases. Right. And only a couple of them because everybody was paying so much attention to them. But people made it seem like cards and petitions were, like, peak activism. And, like... And the thing is, not saying that they couldn't be, because they definitely can. I mean, it's a good starting point. Yeah. Who knows nothing. But it's also kind of like a slap in the face of somebody who has spent their entire life learning and educating other people about this. Because, like, you can talk about cards and stuff, and you can talk about a change up or petition and all this. But, like, what does that, what is that over, like... How is that translating into your life? Right. What does that do for the actual people directly affected? Like, giving them a platform is the best thing they can do. And that's something that, bringing it back to fandom, that's something that this fandom just does not do, like, at (laughs) all, bro. I have seen people ask you about things specifically relating to anti-blackness and i'm just sitting here like how the hell is she supposed to talk about that there was a very specific i don't remember what it was asking about but like for that because some of them are like sometimes questions are like they can apply to black people and other people of color but sometimes it's like there is no way that you can take this issue that is about black people and make it about other people of color and there was this like one very specific question that just made me stare at my screen. I was like, how, like, what the hell am I supposed to say? This is something that I have never experienced. Very few of my friends have had experiences with this because it's not a very common thing. And the way that the question was phrased was so like generalized and like, like looking for a very specific answer from someone who is not black. And I was like, like not to make the two black people in the fandom spokesperson for every single black person in the world but it's like as few as there are there are black people in our fandom on tumblr if you are like really dying to know this you can go and ask them because like guaranteed they're going to have something more insightful to say than me who has no experience with this and it's but the thing is, that's a double-edged sword because I remember, oh, Lord have mercy. I remember, this is my fault. So the majority of the things that I really focused on during this summer was like racism in fandom. And does that just kind of inspire this podcast, Loki? <laughs> and how like the experiences of like being a Black person in the Senate for a very long, like see, I've seen almost everything. Right. And seeing like all of a sudden people have done a complete 180, but they're still doing the same common mistakes. Like you're, you're all about supporting black fans, but you still do the stupid shit, like not listening to black fans or not really like caring for, like, I remember someone sent me an ask, you, you Americans are always this and that. You always want people to care about your problems, but you don't care about other people's problems. Like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. My people are being killed. Your people are being killed. We are all in deep shit. Like, like there's no comparing one thing to another. Like, there's, there's no, like, denying that Tumblr is very American-centric, but it becomes a problem when the issue that's being talked about pertains specifically to Black people, and that's when people start saying, why is Tumblr so America-centric? Oh, because, no. especially when, when you're talking about Black Lives Matter, that is 
yeah, the movement started in the U.S., but it's not exclusive to the U.S. Black people don't exist just in the U.S. They're not being killed just in the U.S. It's a problem in the U- uh, in Europe. It's a problem in Asia. It's a problem everywhere. So it's not, you know, it's not a problem that's exclusive to one country. It's even my homelands, bro. Africa. Yeah, Africa, it's everywhere. Another bl- black people in Africa. And like, it doesn't stop anywhere. So when people say uh, Tumblr is so America-centric and you t- only talk about American problems, like, I, I get the sentiment because, like, yeah, it's true. A lot of the things that you see on Tumblr are about America, but what do you expect from people who live in America? Exactly. Especially, I feel that thing's such a slap in the face to disenfranchised Americans. Right. One, like, if you talk about, like, most, yeah, most Black people in America did not have a choice right whether they were here or not like you like y'all forget that people are literally taken from their homes and people don't know where they're from people were lazy people can't go back to where they're from because they don't know exactly where they came from or like people who like immigrate here it's most of the time is because the u.s fucked up where their parents came from (laughs) right you think they want to be here no they're just trying to live the other side of that argument is that most people on the on tumblr only talk about what's going on in the u.s is true but when people do talk about you know, their own countries. If I post something about Pakistan or I see something about like India, nobody cares. Like, it's not that people aren't talking about other places. They are. It's just that people who are not affected by those things don't care about it. The things that happen in the US, they affect everybody who's not in this country. But something that's happening, say, in, you know, wherever else, Bolivia right now, whatever happened there is not going to affect the lives of people in the U.S. So they can talk about it all they want, but nobody in the U.S. is really going to care, except for the people who, you know, were trying to make a coup happen. It's not going to affect the citizens at all. So Americans, like, not, it's it's not just the Americans, it's the Europeans too. Like, oh, you think no. white Europeans give a fuck about what's happening in India? Exactly. No. Like, they don't care. They just, they just like to say everything is America-centric because they, as white Europeans, are not getting the space that they want. Like, they're, they're not speaking for other marginalized communities. They're just annoyed that they don't have a space that they want. Like, everything- like I hate to say it, but, you know, it's true. Yeah, everything's America-centric. But y'all gonna talk about those African migrants you left in the sea? No. Are y'all? No, because <laughs> it messes with what you're trying to say. Because what you're trying to say is disenfranchised people in America can't say shit because they live in the best country in the world. It's not true. <laughs> By whose definition? Bro. By whose definition? And on the same, on the flip side of that, people in Europe, in white European countries, having a superiority complex because they live in Europe and because they don't have racism and because they're better than the U.S. Like, I mean, flat out, that's not true. That's not true. Great, great, great grandparents created race. Even if it were true, even just hypothetically, if it were true that you don't anymore have racism or that you're now better than the u.s you still like you specifically colonized the world the only reason u.s exists is because of y'all yeah (laughs) you couldn't stay the fuck home you started this whole thing so you can't just like absolve yourself of the blame because you're not american and like um... Like, let's talk about the scramble for africa real quick like a real history lesson not like we have the classic you know the the big people like germany france europe but like portuguese spain you think spain is italy 
Belgian people who treat the number of people who treat Spanish people like people from Spain, Spanish people like they're a marginalized group. Just because you have a tan does not mean you're marginalized. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just like people really don't know the basic history. You don't even have to know like the finer details and like the complexities, but at least know just on a general level what the hell happened and how we ended up in the situation. Because let's talk about the Europeans again, because I'm, these last few months have just been like so frustrated with them. And like, you, you, you get it, you know it. And I'm not going to name names because we're not doing that here. And if anybody figures out who I'm talking about, it's not like, truly, it is not personal. Friends with these people, it's fine. Like, it's not personal. But a lot of the, a lot of like big accounts on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, a lot of them are run by Europeans and white people, um, which isn't a surprise. Like, we all know this. Um, but talking again about the summer protests, the number of people who waited for Harry and Louis to post, like, on their personal social medias, they were, like, retweeting links and, like, sharing stuff on their Instagram stories and, like, petition links and donation links and et cetera, et cetera. But their fandom accounts with like large followings had nothing until Harry posted his statement and Louis posted his. And then I saw like an influx of pretty like some accounts shared legitimate information um, that was helpful for, you know, educating people and learning more about what was going on and how people could help. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of the accounts that were run by white people with large followings i mean large followings like nearing a hundred thousand followers that's that's like fucking large these people like did not share in my opinion nearly enough i mean the fact that they waited for two white men to post first was a red flag in itself right and then the kind of content that they posted was so like like this is not shade to anybody but some of the stuff i saw was like what's it called like letter art or like whatever like black lives matter written in a fancy font like what the hell is that gonna do you're not you're not linking to any donations you're not linking to any petitions you're not linking to anything that actually educates people how they can help i would say i guess they're more uh, affirmations than anything i I think they're just most I mean, affirmations. Like, yeah, I believe that Black Lives right. Matter is like, that's cool and all, but like, what else you got? Like, are you going right. to start supporting? Exactly. Like, there's political? nothing wrong with posting that stuff because like, I agree, like, hell yeah. But again, like, because you have so much influence and you have this many people following you, why aren't you doing more? That's like, if an affirmation is the first thing you're posting, good, but where's the follow-up? And then they stop posting. Like, yeah. protests are happening today. Yeah. They're going on. I just saw a video. But you all stop posting. You're acting like all of this is, remember how there were so many posts going about, like, are you going to still talk about this when the media stops covering it and it stops being a trend, etc. Do you remember how many people posted that and retweeted and reposted and whatever, whatever? All of those white people have stopped talking about it. All of those white people have stopped talking about it. And it's like, so what was the point? And you're still, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, the summer was a big wake up call. No, yeah. Like, especially. Like, not that I didn't know racism exists in this fandom. Like, hell, I've been here a long time. I know. No, it happens and like it's happened to me but this summer in particular was because and I know this happened to you too talking about not just Black Lives Matter but and then 
Lizzo in particular. Remember that one post that we that you reblogged from somebody who like wasn't a Larry, um, talking about how shitty the fandom has been towards Lizzo. Yeah, um, real and valid points, right? Yeah. And then I reblogged it from you. Yeah. And I didn't look at who the OP was because I like I read the post, I agreed with it, and I reblogged it. And my friend reblogged it from me. My friend who is like a 1D slash army, whatever. Yeah. So she reblogged it and she didn't, again, I'm guilty she didn't, too. <laughs> mad guilty. She didn't read OP. She and I, and I know you got asked about it too, like the number of asks I got saying, you should delete that post because it's like a nasty, non-Larry person who like whatever, whatever. And I'm like, the point of the post is fandom racism and you want me to delete it because the person who made the post doesn't think two band members in a relationship yeah like that's that i don't know how to articulate how much it annoys me like sometimes i get annoyed by different ops when like if i know that they're like particularly shitty to like harry or louis or like whatever if they have one person they target on purpose, like if it's a habit for them, like disliking for someone is fine. But if someone is like going out of their way to be ugly just to be ugly, like I try to avoid that. But I'm still not gonna be like going up to you and being like, hey, can you delete this person's post? Because like they said something mean about Louie. Like yeah. I'm not gonna do that. So the fact that you and I and my friend and a bunch of other people I know who reblogged the post all got asks and people making posts about us reblogging from somebody like <laughs> bro white people at that yeah all of them white people like oh op is this bad like whatever and like you don't know op right or, like, or if, you, if you know op if you know op why do you know them and like the thing is like for 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 anyone who didn't know i mean i'm sure you do obviously the um Lizzo's situation has to do with the fact that um, Harry and Lizzo are friends. They also belong to the same management. So, like, that, that's also important to keep in mind. She and him, like, had, like, a little budding, like, maybe friendship going on when he covered her song and then she covered his song right after that. Like, it was kind mm-hmm. of like a thing. And then they start, like, talking about each other, I guess, interacting in a sense. And then... um she made a joke about something, something, something sexual. It, that's Lizzo's thing. Like, she's a fat Black woman proud of her sexuality. Not sexuality and who you're attracted to, but sexuality has you as a sexual being. Let me mm-hmm. make that clear. Um, and then people were just like, Lizzo's the worst person on earth. She is the devil incarnate. How dare she treat Harry this way? And, like, it's who she is. Like, Obviously, she's she does it if someone's comfortable with it. I don't think she's just going to go and say something wildly out of pocket to someone who doesn't want it. Like, to Niall. Her first interaction with Niall was she wants him to sa- smash him. And he was just like, well, fair enough, you know? Fair enough. And, like, people were so mad about it. But, like, a few hours later, they were just all up on each other as friends. Like, they were just chilling interacting with each other all that like 
yes, it was probably played up for cameras because it was like that host interacting with them and shit like that. But like they're friends. They don't hate it. He likes her posts. He likes her posts on Instagram to this day. Like he is not crying in his room every night because Lizzo said that she wanted his dick up in her ass. Like I promise you, he's not doing that. Right. So what got me particularly about the Harry comment that she made, and I don't even remember what she said um, about Harry particularly, but the way that everybody got, not everybody, but like a lot of people got worked up about it. That like, oh, how dare she say this about him and like sexualize him and et cetera, et cetera. Nobody said that when she said it about Niall and Louie. Oh, well. <laughs> like, she said that she was, like, something about, like, going into Louis's dressing room or whatever. Like, what do you think she's going there for? Right. Come on, y'all. You know? Like, That's probably obtuse. And it's just, like, I get that people are, like, more protective of Harry, whatever. Like, like I get it. And, like, some people have good reason because, like, he has been hypersexualized in the media. But that is not what's happening here. You know? Yeah. And I'm not... I'm not I I'll be honest like I'm not the biggest fan of Harry's like friendships that are super publicized like the Stevie Nicks thing when it first happened it was fun because you know that's his idol someone he's looked up to all his life and suddenly she's like saying these things about him and it was nice but now anytime I see it I'm just like okay like I get it they're friends and like whatever so I don't want to see it anymore and that's what happened with almost all of his public friendships. Like, it starts out really nice and genuine, but they, like, on purpose, because that's the way that they market him, and that's, like, their, that becomes their promo strategy almost all the time, mm. that it kind of just, like, it loses. I, personally, it just, it becomes kind of, like, a little annoying and irritating. Friendly reminder or a fun fact. They use Stevie Nicks' quote about fine line for his for your consideration page yeah. and they, which is hilarious to me because everyone else has like enemy times and all these people and he's like stevie nicks it's i'm just gonna shut up because <laughs> that's not what this is about so yeah it's just it just bugged me that everybody like came to harry's defense i mean like he's a grown man if, oh, if the media was doing something, nobody, I mean, hmm, I'm not going to say nobody, but the people who criticized Lizzo for her comment didn't necessarily speak up when the Lights Up video came out and everybody in the media was sexualizing him. But when Lizzo made the comment, it's like suddenly coming to Harry's defense and like whatever, whatever. Like, bro, if he wasn't comfortable with it, he would have said so. Right. Or, like, would like made it known through his actions. Like, right. do still right. looking at her pictures on Instagram to this day. And he's still, like, yeah. Like, I do think they're, like, actually friends. Just the portrayal of it in the media. I got over that. But, like, I think he and Stevie are probably good friends. But just the way that it's, like, rinse and repeat in the media, I'm like, haven't we had enough? <laughs> like, <laughs> give me something new. And the thing is, like, specifically with the Lizzo thing that I find so funny is that these same people were the ones who'd be like, oh, you notice how no Harry is shipping him with Lizzo because they wouldn't dare have their precious Harry with the fat black woman. 
But like, yes, people were. Like, they a hundred percent were. Y'all were just looking at white fans. Why are you looking to white fans as the voices like, of the fans? Why is it really all comes down to what circle you surround yourself with? What like you're only gonna see stuff from the people that you follow and the people that you look to. Right. And if you're only following white people, I mean, that's not on me. You're only gonna see white voices. Exactly. Like, like you- <laughs> to this day, I see people shipping Harry and Lizzo. Right. His own Navy. Where y'all at? Because <laughs> like they're they're adorable together. Just like their personalities mesh really well. And the thing is, he has said in an interview about her, he's saying that some people just don't like it when people are just unapologetically themselves. And you know what? So what? Like he understands that this is the person that he, she is, and he's not offended by it. He's not crying to y'all about it. Y'all don't know him. He's not gonna like it's like ask y'all to attack her but that's exactly what people did after that whole thing and it like really bugs me because like these are the same people like claiming oh we're so woke because we want the possibility of him with Lizzo but not actually though because we don't actually want him to be with a a fat black woman we just want to show you guys that we're hypothetically open to this idea but not really yes it's the it's because mm, like you you see and it, again like because it's so relevant right now you see it from like especially from the summer like you'll see people saying things that they stand for and that they support but when it comes down to like actually applying those things in their life and just everyday actions it's missing yeah because but- you're not like really it's i don't want to say that they're like just mimicking and parroting what's expected of them and they're just like going through the motions but that's sometimes what it feels like you know i guess to make it sound better it's very surface level like they'll they'll be okay with the absolute bare minimum but Mm -hmm. anything else is a no-no like when it comes down to lizzo they were all for her her and him very very hypothetically not even a possibility and then she does what she does and they get mad and the thing is that really like bothers me is that the 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 villainization of her has like a super sexual being like it reminds me of oh yeah you know about this trope but there are like a bunch of tropes about black women and like one of like the worst ones in my opinion is like the jezebel Mm -hmm. i'm a hundred i think you should explain that for people who don't know yeah for like Anyone who doesn't know, I'm like 90% sure this comes from slavery, but it's the idea that a Black woman is more sexually promiscuous than a woman of any other race. And they use their sexuality to entrap men, specifically white men, into doing things that they wouldn't normally do because they're so entranced by her as a sexual being. And that's all she is, a sexual being. Mm-hmm. And then the craziest thing is, like, this may be a stretch, but like, the, the, the treatment of Lizzo before all that was almost mammy. Like, again, with the hypotheticals, no one ever, like, thought, oh, this could be a possibility because they don't see her as anything other than, like, an extension of him. He was, he was, like, his own thing, and she was just there just kind of like a tack on to be like, oh, he's friends with her. He's friends with her for this. He's friends with her for that. But like when it comes to the fact that she's a rounded human, a rounded individual who is also sexual, 
that's when this switch happened. And she's this Jezebel, this evil woman who wants to take away Harry's agency and his sexual and his sexual nature and his sexuality. How dare she continue to perpetuate the narrative that was holding on to him since 2012? Like, that's not the same thing. Like, that's he is a grown-ass man, you know? Yeah, it, you're right. And it's, listen, like, it's, it's weird because some of, it's, and it's not all the people, but some of the people who were attacking Lizzo for doing these things are the same people who project onto Harry for certain things and make him have to be like a, like they project their sexual fantasies onto him. Yeah. Which like, I mean, if you're going to criticize her and do what you do, then what's the point? And they never keep the same energy for white men. A white man will talk up and down all day about how attractive Harry is and how much he'd want to have sex with Harry. And it's just laughs. <laughs> so funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the black woman, y'all just, oh, she's evil. Burn her at the stake. Remember, I lost track of time a few days ago or a couple of weeks ago. Um, who was it? that posted on their Instagram story, some man who posted, I fucked Harry Styles and then Harry followed him. And everybody laughed about it because like, oh, ho, ho, fun, like gay joke. Yeah. Lizzo makes a comment and everybody's up in arms. Exactly. Like, what for? <laughs> it's just- and continuing with the Lizzo thing, because this is all a Lizzo thing, the NFL thing, when people used her performing for the Pepsi and, NFL performance to kind of like absolve Harry of his responsibility and I mean that was such a mess like I still don't understand why he did it like I know he was getting paid I know he was getting paid yeah sure but he doesn't need that kind of money like it's not like he's broke so why the hell did he agree to do that like he's good on that (laughs) and it's like (sighs) and it's not like it's a secret that NFL and Pepsi are both racist as hell. In particular, like, anti-Black. Not just racist, but, like, particularly they are anti-Black and have been, like, very staunchly anti-Black recently. So, like, what made him think, oh, this is okay for me to do? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I don't understand. The worst part about it, it wasn't even like, oh, it's, oh, he's doing this. Like, yeah, that, that got under a lot of people's skin because like that hell, like you had this whole thing on live on tour 17 and that caused right. you to start like having Black Lives Matter stickers on your right. Like, yeah, that, that's fine. But like, you're going to go and directly support two companies that are like responsible for fucking Black people over. It like, not even just, like, has, like, just a community, but, like, also on the individual level. Like, Pepsi and their stupid-ass commercial with Kendall, and then NFL and Colin Kaepernick. Like, what? Come on. Like, this, that was a stupid decision. And it's, like, people are allowed to point that out. They're allowed to criticize. Right. And they're allowed to still love the person. But as soon as that happens, and as soon as, like, the hashtags start, and as soon as, like, the news start picking up on, like, oh, black fans are not happy about this. And then it's like, the thing that really annoys me, the thing that really, really gets on my nerves is when people like jump to the hole. Y'all trying to cancel this person. No, like you guys ruin cancel culture because people can't even hold anyone accountable no more. It's always jump to canceling. 
jump to this, jump to that. But like half the time, people don't really care about that. All they care about is just criticizing the person that they like because they want them to know. Like it shouldn't be the fan's responsibility to educate them. But given the opportunity, a fan can be allowed to say they don't like something and they want better for their fave. See, when I, and here's what, so it's not funny, but it is funny. Um, because a lot of Tumblr, um, especially Larry blogs, they're white. Like, and when was this? This was like end of last year. Um, I've changed up my dash a lot since then, but back then, like I was for the most part only following Larry blogs. Um, and they were like so fucking white. And when this happened, the NFL thing they weren't really talking about it. Um, like one way or another, nobody was really expressing an opinion. And when a couple of them did get asked, like, why aren't you saying anything? Um, their response was, oh, I'm just not active right now. So I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Which, like could have been true, but it's like when your entire dash goes silent over something like that, it makes you wonder like, okay, is everybody suddenly really busy or are they just not wanting to say what they really think right and and when when the hashtag started with him like black fans specifically wanting him to back out of the performance the number of people who said he can't do that because it's so last minute and it's just like not reasonable blah 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 and i I, and i don't know if you saw this but the number of people who were calling fans selfish for wanting him to pull out of like an incredible opportunity like he doesn't need it He really didn't. He really didn't need it. And people being upset because, I mean, it's fucking Pepsi and NFL. Like, Like, no offense. Fans aren't going to watch it like that. Like, the majority of it was, was it even going to be live streamed by, like, an official thing? It it was not being live streamed, but I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad there was a fucking storm and none of it happened. Because that was just instant karma. Like, yeah, it's just like, I'm sorry to anybody who was there and I'm glad nobody was hurt and everybody made it out safely. Like I remember it was a scary night. Like people could have really been injured. I like, I understand all of that. Somebody feels about to get hurt because of what I'm about to say. (laughs) I mean, people paid hundreds of dollars. Legitimately, they paid hundreds of dollars. I just, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna turn it on. <laughs> it's just too funny. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I can't. So every time I think about this situation, I start laughing. It's the funniest thing. No, because it's what everyone deserved. I don't know how you can sit here in your own good conscience see that so many people are upset about something and be like oh i mean but they're, like, not I about something petty. they're not upset about something petty this is like actual life and death right it's literal life and death that people are upset about and they're they're wanting their somebody that they look up to so much who like you mentioned waved around black lives matter flags every fucking night of tour on the second leg and you know made it seem like a such a such an open and safe place for everybody and gave people a place to have their voice heard and then he's going and performing for these companies that are very much against that exact message and everybody who paid hundreds of dollars to see that 
Like, I am not going to feel bad that you didn't get to see it. I'm not going to feel bad that you had a bad experience. Like, I'm glad that you were not hurt and that you got home safely. But the fact that you knew all of that and you were still willing to pay hundreds of dollars, not directly to Harry, but to those fucking companies, because that's where the money is going. I'm glad you didn't have a good experience. Like, that's it. It's like, there are so many factors that don't make me feel bad about the situation. Not at all. I Not, not the individuals, but the situation. Like, first of all, they built the, the, the stadium on an island. Which uh, is stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Florida, an island in Florida. And you didn't know that the weather was going to be like that? Not only just that, but like, for? the fact that the, the stadium itself was like a half-ass state stadium never been tested before like you knew that this wasn't safe for people and so i like i can't find it in myself to be like sorry and upset that the whole situation was a disaster because everybody who contributed to it it was instant karma like sorry not sorry but that's just and i'd also like to mention that um it's not lost on me that it happened the first day of black history month good it's a win for us (laughs) And wasn't it supposed to be his birthday, too? Like, it is his birthday, yeah. And people were, I saw so many people being like, oh, no, like, poor he Harry. Like, I don't think he was there. I really think he had left long. I, yeah, long I know. He, you think he stuck around for that? No, no. That's oh, my favorite thing was when people were saying, oh, it's raining. It's for a Rhoda. Bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, those are the Twitter fans. Those are the Twitter fans. So I can't really like. I mean, oh man, because you know. But yeah, that is something that, and that was kind of that was one of those moments where I went, oh shit, like this fandom is white as hell, and the people that I have surrounded myself with by default are pretty white, and yeah, I had to kind of like take a step back and reevaluate a lot of things and talk to a bunch of people. Because white people were not talking about this. On Tumblr, in group chats, wherever, white people were not talking about this. No. And I talked to, like, some other fans of color who were like, yeah, this is fucked up. And there was just complete silence from the whites. Like, the most fucked up part about it, like, going back to the whole Lizzo situation, was the fact that people were, like, kind of using her as a gotcha, too. Where they were like, oh, well, Lizzo's there now, so y'all gonna go and criticize her? Well, like, yeah, I'm going to go criticize her, too. She's not exempt. Like, oh. The way I, I mean, I would not have done it if I were in her place. But the way I saw it as a non-Black person of color, I was like, if she's getting money from these corporations that have wronged her people, good for her. <clears throat> the same thing doesn't apply to Harry, who's a fucking white man, once right. again. Like, it's a completely different situation. And, like, there were, like, people being so catty about the situation. And so, like, I'm, I made a post about it, about this person and their tags. They were talking about, oh, well, I see y'all not really criticizing Lizzo the same way you're criticizing Harry. So, like, tell us why you're really mad or, like, whatever they said. That's why. Yeah. And it was, like, it was, like, I'm allowed to criticize her, too. Like, I'm a, I'm a keeper. I'm a keeper real. Like, I don't really like Lizzo like I like her as a person I like her music and stuff but like would I call myself a fan of her not really and it's because like white people ruined her and I know that's like something you really can't say and that's like legitimate 
for people in the black community. Like it's really just not like a legitimate thing. But like it, it kind of like white white people's presence really does sully your experience with somebody. Exactly. And especially with like someone who's so unapologetically herself. It's like a lot of that is tied to her race. Like her body is tied to her race. Her music is tied to her race. Like things like that. Like those things can't be separated. And like I know she's go ahead. Oh. And then when she's like white people's favorite go to because they need like a black person who makes like urbanesque music to like show that oh I I have a diverse music taste like it just kind of like it, it's annoying because like man can I get like one thing to myself right and I know that she's been around for a long time and like she didn't just break out yeah but she has become more mainstream in the last couple of years and the number of people I saw on my dash talking about her only after her being linked to Harry is I mean it's not surprising it's not but it's like she has existed on her own for a long time and nobody gave a damn until she was associated with Harry if you like her it's one thing finding out about her through him if you're just a fan of him and you know you don't like that you're not really into which is a different conversation if you're not into the kind of music that she makes. That's a whole different thing. And finding her through Harry is, I mean, it's not wrong and it's not a bad thing. But the number of people who only talked about her when she was linked to Harry and only talked about it in relation to Harry is just like... Ridiculous. Like, a while. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Whenever he follows, not just artists, but like any person of color, like when I, I think he mostly follows artists, but like some models and whatever... You get the point. Like, whenever she he follows any person of color, but especially Black people, I'm like, this is, if this person, like, really does have a major breakthrough, it's, especially with the Bundy fans, it's going to be weird. And I feel like it's the exact opposite with white artists. They can be, like, the blandest of the blandest, and people will hype them up so much. Like, even if there's no substance to them, yep. you will see, like, just, like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And it's, and it's the opposite with artists of color and Black artists. Like, they can have a lot of depth to what they make, and they still won't have the platform that they should because white people. Yeah. And it sucks. Because, like, I was, dude, I was, like, scared for her, scared for my own life, scared for my reputation as a hottie. Like, I feel like that I, I was so scared it was just going to turn into, oh, God, now I got to think of her as a home person, but then other people are going to be like, Megan and Harry. I, I, I don't like knowing who he follows. Like, I don't like being notified anytime he follows any person. I don't know if that's just me or other people too. Like I was, when Instagram got rid of the activity page where you could see like what other people were, I was so fucking happy. I was like, finally, we're not going to know what these famous people are up to. We won't have to see updates about them and shit. And then people somehow found a way to like, how do people find out? Like, there's no activity page for you to see what he's up to. So how do you find out when he follows a new person? Yeah. Like, are you that obsessed with him that you were like constantly refreshing his page to see the following numbers? Like, what do you, you know, like, do you ever think about this? Like, how do you know? That's true. Like, I mean, I don't. I guess I'm kind of the opposite. I used to like the activity page. I don't really follow a lot of famous people, but I like to follow. I, I didn't really care. I didn't really care for the activity page until like I was part of update blogs 
And then it was like, you always have to keep up with them. And I was like, can they just fucking get rid of this? Because I don't want to, <laughs> I got sick of it because they were always up to some shit. I was I like, like I don't want to update on this. But now it's like, people still found a way to update on like the things that he likes and the people that he follows. Yeah. So how do you all know this? Like, how do you find out? How are you so like, I don't know. that you need to know these things? I don't know. And like, the thing is with that, like, it's hard. Because for joke, like, I usually joke about this with um, other Black fans a lot about, like, how recently he's been liking a lot of stuff by Black people. And then we're just like, oh, my gosh, yes, the hairy is, the hairy and Black people agenda. <laughs> it's working. And, like, it's, it's so weird to talk about that in such an isolated sense, you know? Like, like you, you'll just be joking about this and it'll just be like, just jokes. Like, no one's really taking it that, that seriously. Like, it, it's just like right. a, an in-fan thing. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden there'll be like some white person, like, why you guys keep making, like, it wouldn't even be like at you or like, it wouldn't even be like a way where like, oh, dang, this person's talking about me. But they'll be like, say something very vague and like, kind of like coded. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, sorry, you can't have fun too. I feel like we just need to oppress white people. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Like, because, because, so, especially if they're gay, they, they love to pull that card. And like white women too, even if they're not gay, they love to pull the woman card. And it's like, they, they think that those experiences, like those marginalizations are the same in the same sense that like being a person of color does. Yeah. It's not the same. Like, as long as you have white skin, you're not, we are not experiencing the world the same way. Exactly. But I feel like, especially in like fandom spaces, because it's so like, white people have the privilege of distancing themselves from fandom and real life racism. That's true. Have you seen that? Like the number of times they're like, oh, if you guys want to talk about racism, talk about it in a real sense and not make it a fandom thing. Oh like, God. Sorry to break it to you, but the Harry Potter stands. First of all, read a different book. It is 2020. Can we all admit that Harry Potter was some mid? It was not that good of a book. I understand the nostalgia aspect of it, but when you're really talking, like if you really look at it, it is not the greatest thing in the world. No, like, it's not. And there are like grown people with kids, jobs, 401ks, mortgages that will teach their kids about real life societal issues through fandom. And like on like same kind of like thing where like there will be people who like during the Black Lives Matter movement, there was a bunch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine related stuff. Why? Like, please explain to me how do fictional cops who still perpetuate copganda is it lost on people that that's what it is like the in, the whole point of shows like this is propaganda like do people like, I'll, like I, no, I don't think no, so but are you dumb like do you you can watch it as entertainment but I mean I can't even do that and like I honestly like I can't do that I tried watching B99 but it's like every fucking character is a goddamn cop like what is <laughs> Like, and it's the truth, and it's the truth. And the thing is, it's so it's it is like such a weird thing because people will be like, "Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they're cops, but look, they're intersectional cops." The, the fuck does that mean, bro? They're intersectional cops in real life that will still brutalize, brutalize peoples. Like they were these, their characters. They're specifically made 
to make you think a certain way. Like exactly. their whole purpose is they're serving a purpose. Exactly. <laughs> they're serving a And the thing with that is like like you'll have people from the cast talk about this, like the the kind of like cognitive dissonance of playing a cop on TV while all this is going on. Like I know specifically um the person who plays Captain Holt, he's like a gay black. Mm-hmm. He was talking about like, yeah. you know, it's like you see all this going on right now, but you're you're playing a cop on TV. Like it like you can't just like ignore what's going on because this show is like a funny show and it's not really like indicative of real life, but it is because they don't live in a fantasy world where cops are created for the betterment of society. They 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 play fictionalized version of real life cops but done right. in a funny way. I saw something about them. I don't know. I hope to God they don't do it. But something about them addressing the Black Lives Matter protests. And I was like, they better not because like, what are you going to do? Like, they sh- They'll all quit because that's what that episode's going to be. Yeah. The entire precinct quits because that's the only good thing that can come out of that. That's the only right way to do it because if you, if you portray the cops as being like, you know, protest sympathizing with the protesters that's not real life that's not what happened in real life and but if you make them assholes then that's not gonna match up with like their personalities and the personas that they've been portraying this for the song exactly does not which is why i believe we should just do away with that show and just watch superstore do away with the suv too watch superstore there's i was watching station 19 and one of like the semi main characters on it was a fucking cop and i was like this is a show about firefighters why are you trying to get me to like this cop so much like what is the point but then he died and i was like i don't feel an ounce of sympathy he got shot by a little kid and i was like you know what peace out girl (laughs) (laughs) they made love interest and all that and like tried so hard to get me to like him and you know made him a good guy who like fights for the little guy and um is always there for his friends even when they're kind of jerks and just just made him into like the perfect white man yeah i was like can he die can he just (laughs) die and then he did and it was great glorious and then i guess like the ending to all this would just be like what are we gonna do like what what's what's the end goal of all this i you know I think this is, and this is an entirely different conversation, but I think a lot of, at least some of the racism that we see today in the fandom can be attributed to the sub-factions in the fandom. Like, before this, it used to be just, like, the Larrys and the the non-Larrys, but now within Larrys, you have, like, the Harry Larrys and the Louis Larrys, and then you have the Rads and you have the Zooies and, like, what have you, you know? And some of these groups have a little better representation than others. Like the Larrys are generally speaking pretty white. Yeah. Like overwhelmingly so. But a lot of the Zooey stands, um, a good number of them that I've come across, they are not white. Or if they are white, they're not US or European white. Yeah. So there's like a little bit more diversity in that. And I think, I don't know how we're going to get there because I mean, people are so like reluctant and just adamant about not bridging divides. Because if somebody doesn't agree with you about Harry and Louis, they must be a terrible fucking person. That's true. And And that whole Lizzo thing. Right. And I see so many mutuals, like people that 
my dash these last couple of days has just been vague post after vague post my mutuals making posts about my other mutuals and I'm just sitting here like y'all look dumb as hell because you're trying to say the same thing but because you have a different fave you're not listening to each other and you are calling each other stupid and dumb and horrible even though you're saying the same thing yeah like you're all sick of the stunts you're all sick of hearing about the beards whatever whatever like really you're saying the same thing but just because you have a different way of saying it and because like your favorite has harry and their favorite is louie you are not willing to talk to each other one-on-one and you'll name drop each other in the tags of your post like what is that gonna accomplish you're literally they were name dropping each other in the tags oh, and i'm like so interesting <laughs> you guys just like dm it because if you are talking in the tags why not just dm each other and actually true. You know, you like easily talk it out, putting your entire business out there for everybody to see. You're inviting other people into a conversation that doesn't concern them, but you're not actually productively engaging with the people that you want to talk to. Yeah. And this was a white person and a person of color. Uh oh. And I'm like, can y'all just y'all talk? Yeah. And I think like a big part of that is like, like, like you said, the dynamics do play a part, but not only just like the dynamics of being a fan of, of one or the other. But just the dynamics of, like, who you are, like, your specific identities, they definitely do play in effect. Like, when talking about, like, things that happen with Harry specifically, it's always people kind of hide behind the fact that, oh, Harry isn't straight. But, like, that doesn't change the fact that he's still white man, you know? Right. And, And, like, of course, he can be criticized for things like that. Like, he's allowed to be. And, like... When it's situations like that, it's always like a person of color versus like a white queer person. And it's just, it's like, this is not going to be even, like regardless, because everyone has different experiences and you can't just deny someone's experiences just because you don't like what they're saying, you know? I, um, you remember when the fucking COVID shirts came out, right? (laughs) Disaster. On every level, it was a disaster. And... I wasn't the only person who said it. A lot of people said it. But the only people I saw on my dash, not necessarily defending the shirts themselves, but kind of taking Harry's side on it, that, like, he was doing it for a good cause, et cetera, et cetera, because, like, he was, like, giving away the, the profits. Not even all of the proceeds, just the fucking profits. Um, so he was making money from it. But they were taking Harry's side on it. Every single person I saw do that was a white gay person. And I was like, y'all are fucking stupid. Like, he is profiting off of merch about a pandemic. And at that time, what did the shirt say? Wear a mask and stay inside? Something like that? It was like, this, this shirt saves lives. Or something. Right. Stay alive. Stay inside. Something, something. When the shirts came out, this man was being papped every other day. Was he staying inside? Yeah. Was he wearing true. a mask? Not in all of the pictures. And it was only the fucking white gays who were like taking his side because he was trying to do a good thing, which you didn't need to do that. Right. I don't think anybody else put out COVID merch like that. Like I know there are masks now and stuff, but that's masks. That is something that people can actually use and like the good thing. Again, I I don't I don't like it, but it's, you know, capitalism, whatever. At least yeah. it's something that they can use. A fucking t-shirt that says 
this shirt saves lives, stay inside. Like, and white gays defending it. And a half of them blocked me because I was saying it's a shitty thing to do. It is. Like, the, also with that, that like, comes with, like, the, a lot of the fact that, like, me, like, I was very, very, very upset about it for, like, multiple reasons. Like, like I'm a high-risk person. I'm, I'm high-risk. I'm not, I'm not like extremely high risk i don't know it's it's kind of weird my situation is just weird also my mom is a healthcare worker right so like this thing directly affects me and like to see some to see like and it also has to do with the fall of celebrity culture in itself like the imagine video where like celebrities like we're upset about this just like you let us sing to you from our million dollar homes like what is that gonna do for us y'all gonna like mansion to like being in jail right girl are you are you okay so like you you see this dude just like oh we're gonna make covid shirts and the proceeds are gonna go to the who and blah 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 blah. but like it wasn't the proceeds it was the profits i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. which makes it worse like like what like i don't care how much of the profits go to right like it's not about that the shirt in itself was just in such poor taste and this is like with like different people and their perspectives like you can't expect me to be okay with this shirt because covid if i if anyone in my life it gets directly affected by covid i'm screwed like severely screwed and like some people are just not in that situation and I mean, that's, it's also fine to acknowledge that too. Like you don't have to necessarily say that someone's wrong, but you just acknowledge that your experiences are different. Like it's not that hard. And I, I saw the shirts were tacky and they were a bad idea, but you know, everything about it was bad, but the timing of it when like so many people were getting laid off and like you're expecting them to spend money on this stupid ass shirt, spending far more than it costs to make, right? And people were defending it saying, oh, but you don't have to buy it. It's, I know I don't have to buy it and I'm not going to buy it. But it's the principle of the thing. Like we're talking about what it stands for and who it's coming from and why it's coming from from them. And several of my white mutuals, ex-mutuals now, blocked me because I dared say that I didn't like the Harry was doing it and I thought it was a shitty thing to do. And like they talked about me on their blogs because like she's saying this and this and she doesn't care about Harry. And like I have been here for a long ass time and I'm still here and I'm allowed to say that he is doing a shitty thing by like profiting off of fucking pandemic merch. Like what is so hard to say about that? And then these same people were like, when Louis put out his merch, um, they were like, oh, you're not saying anything now. And I was like, okay, I still think it's weird to put out merch. But it's different if it's like tour merch. Yeah, it was tour merch that he already had. He's not selling you COVID shirts. Like, did I buy Louis merch? No, because I didn't fucking have the money, so I didn't spend it on him. But he wasn't selling COVID shirts, so it wasn't, like, it always becomes, like, a competition between Harry and Louis, and people are not willing to talk about to each other. And it's, it's stupid. Like, they'll agree on everything else, but because one is a fan of the other, it's like, okay, well, I don't like you because you're this or that. And it's like, well, okay, like, you're a whole grown adult exactly. with interest other than harry and louis and i'm sure we could you know get along based on those things but okay you know yeah like that's it really childish it is like and i think the thing is like the thing that i think is kicking people's asses right now is that just because someone has a different experience doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong and that's like that's the biggest thing 
that that's really just it's not uh, clicking. It's, just something's not clicking for people to say, well, I mean, your your experiences aren't necessarily wrong. They're just different, and that's okay. Like if you you just listen to me and why I feel this way, and you you just accept it. You don't have to agree with me about it. But like it's a little weird if you don't agree with some people about some things because you can't disagree with an a person with an entire experience. That's their own life. It's not your life. But like it's just. It's, no one has to be right with these kind of things. And that's the, the worst part about it is that the whole, we need to be right sentiment or like just brewing in like the, the underbellies of these conversations. It's the need to be right. And it's the unwillingness to talk to people. Like I can admit that I make tag posts sometimes when I'm like, when I'm really annoyed and don't want to talk about things when I'm like, really fucking frustrated that I know I'm going to say something I don't want to say to somebody, I'll make a tag post. I know people who make tag posts and in the same breath, they're like, oh, I never shade my mutuals. Like if let's, let's not kid ourselves because we all do that. I have done it and I will continue to do it in the future, but I am also like old enough and thank God now mature enough to be able to talk to my mutuals one-on-one when something bugs me. Something that they say that I don't agree with or that I want to clarify, I can talk to them. And I have done that in the past. Yeah. But there are so many people who just like simply refuse to do it. And I'm like, like, how are you going to like, these are people in their 20s. Like, how are you like, how have you come this far in life and you have like piss poor communication skills? That's you true. That's and like the whole like, the thing is for me, like there's a difference between talking about your experiences and kind of applying and projecting your experiences to other people. Like, yeah. not just, like, people within the fandom, but also, like, the boys as well. Because it's, 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 like, you can't do that. Like, that's just not how it works, you know? Like, yeah. you're going to feel some type of way when something turns out to be wrong, but you personally wanted it to be this way because of your own feelings. And that's just not think, how life works. You I know? don't know how to, like articulate it like I know you're gonna get it but I don't know how to like say it like concisely and clearly a lot of people like it comes down to projection they project what they want and they what they feel is right onto the people that they admire because it makes them feel better but like I think what makes me feel lighter and like a lot less stressed is recognizing that these are if they're white then they're white but even if they're not white if they are a celebrity, even if they're not white, they are still pretty far removed from my experience as just a normal person. Yeah. As normal as these people might seem, they still don't know what it's like to be me. And I can't expect them to live up to like whatever I want them to be. So just like completely removing all expectations from them has helped me just like sit back and chill so much because I'm not expecting them to do like grand gestures for anything and you see this with all the people like who do expect it like i saw some like again like going back to the protest the number of people who were like worked up that harry hadn't tweeted yet like like why are you waiting for him like why like you know you know what i mean like like i i won't lie i was like kind of just like oh wait because it's kind of with him it's like well most as much as he loves to deny it most of his life is in america he yeah. knows somewhat of an American experience. So mm-hmm. like him not speaking out is kind of stupid because oh, I get it. You're going to see somebody, someone's going to see him in 
their hood and then it's gonna be like what's up <laughs> what's up <laughs> no like, what's up with that i understood like people of color waiting for him to speak up i mean he sh- he took way longer than he should have to say something um and i knew it was come i mean it had to come like you know yeah talking about the white fans who who think of the boys as something more waiting to tweet and like say like whatever and it's like like why are you know like why are you waiting these people and it doesn't just apply to one direction like it applies to other celebrities too why are you waiting for these people to say something before you know before you say what you think like their beliefs and their stances shouldn't be influencing yours but they do and it's 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 frustrating as hell it's frustrating and the fact that these people don't want to talk to each other is and it's what's funny is the people who like i'm not i'm not hung up on this the only reason i like found out i was blocked from them was somebody like sent me a link to their blog and i clicked on it and i couldn't fucking see it so i was like oh this is new like it's not like i was keeping up with it but all of the white people who have blocked me I didn't know that they were blocking me and I have not blocked them because like, I didn't even know I stopped following them because like, that's how little I care about it or like what they have to say. But it's the fact that they got worked up and I wasn't the only person they blocked. I have talked to some other fans of color who are like saying the same things about the COVID shirts and stuff. And they also got blocked. I'm pretty sure one person, if I'm thinking correctly, you might be blocked about that situation so it's not like they had a problem specifically with me it's the fact that we were all saying something about harry that they didn't like and they were like yeah okay i'm gonna block all of you and coincidence that all of us ended up being people of color i don't think so no and it's just like all right then it's and it definitely has to go back to the beginning when we're talking about how like people care too much about the label of racist rather than the action Yep. Like no one was saying like anything out of pocket about it, it like about him. They were just saying that these shirts are not in good taste. Like I don't, I'm not personally a fan of them. And that's that. And they were so upset. And like there, there was someone. I remember someone came on my Xbox, come like the same person over and over and over again, talking about how he's not doing this, he's not doing that. You're a fake fan. Blah, 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 blah. Like I finally shut them up because I'm like, bro, you are sitting somewhere in the world right now, refreshing my page to see what the hell I'm talking about, just so that you can go and rebut it. You're just trying to get me to give you the reaction that you wanted. But here's the thing. I don't care if he hates me for this. He doesn't know me. I doesn't I don't know him. And you know what? I'm gonna criticize him because I know that I'm a good fan for criticizing somebody because I know that everyone is human and they make mistakes, but sometimes mistakes should be called out. Like you can't sit here and tell me that your friends don't call you out. Right. They call you out for stuff that you do and then you learn and then that's you grow. another thing. That's another thing. You just yeah, that's another thing that oh my god. Like, everybody loves to say that, oh, if I do something, please call me out. Please tell me, like, this is what I've done wrong and here's how I can improve. I have tried to do that, especially since the summer, since everything became, like, so much more prominent in the media and everybody was talking about, you know, the same kind of topics. I have tried to reach out to a couple of people when, you know, they've said something that they shouldn't have. Yeah. And just, like, told them, here's, you know, what you did and here's how I would maybe conscious of this in the future. And, like they got so defensive and I was like, bro, I'm not coming at you personally that like 
you are a horrible person for doing this, but you have made it very clear that you would like to be held accountable. And I am doing you a favor. I am telling you something so you don't go and clown yourself in front of people in real life. Exactly. This is on the internet. It's like, whatever. The only people who see it are the people who follow you. But if you say something this dumb in front of people in real life, they're not going to be as nice. Like they will make fun of you and they're not going to feel bad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Or worse. Like you don't know what can happen. So the fact that someone is taking the time to explain something to you nicely as a friend, maybe don't be a dick about it and don't like come back at them with some snarky argument, like, or either just don't ask. Right anybody to correct don't, you. don't lie don't don't right. ask to be held accountable don't say oh yeah i'm gonna be better just like call me out like, on whatever whatever do whatever don't put out those statements because yeah yeah it's the white people god they fucking <laughs> someone sent me an ask they were like you the way you talk about white people it's like you hate them and i was like i mean like what do, you do? <laughs> what do you want me to say that, that reminds me of the person who sent me an ask do you think all white people are racist? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Anything else? Like, come on, man. This this is rudimentary. People are so dumb. <sighs> like, I'm. I want to be educated. I, they make me sound so smart. Like, I am by no means a genius or an expert in anything. But the way that some people act on here, it, I feel like I'm fucking Einstein. Like, you know. <laughs> get it. It, it really all the time all the time and not even just with racism just with different things yeah different things just fucking basic geography right <laughs> <laughs> well seed i appreciate having this discussion with you that was fine it, it wasn't really it wasn't anything different than you know any other facetime call we've had or nothing different absolutely nothing different, nothing different. isn't that sad <laughs> How long have we been FaceTiming for? Like a year? It's it's sad on one hand, but also not sad on the other hand because like it's not a front. Like that's true. Whatever people are getting here is exactly what they get from me on the blog. You know, like I'm not trying to be anything here or there. So there's consistency, and like I always I say it that I talk to my friends about these things, but there's like really no way for me to prove it on you know Tumblr.com. Yeah. But I guess, like, this is just one way that people can see, like, when you and I say that we talk about these things with our friends, it's not just for the sake of saying them. Like, we actually do have these conversations because. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty important. Like, it, yeah, it's definitely it's, one of those things that, like, end up coming up after some time. Like, it sounds, it, on paper, it sounds kind of stupid and silly to talk about, like, fandom racism or whatever. But like we said, like, racism itself is not a tangible physical thing that exists in one place like it's everywhere it's yeah it's how we think it's how we act and how we behave so yeah thank you again you're welcome it was fun it was fun oh, I, I enjoyed like, it I would, I would do it again but i don't think you want that <laughs>